0: recorded during the plague year 2020 this is the andromeda minute each week we get together to talk about the all too timely 1971 robert wise directed techno thriller the andromeda strain one minute of screen time per episode i'm one of your hosts jim o'kane of tvdads.com and i'm pete mummert from the indiana jones minute podcast and Pete, thanks for coming back. This is a uh, yeah, it, thank it, you. It's fun. This this is a fun movie to talk about. There's so much. It, it's it's Robert Wise doing Robert Wise at his best. I mean, he yeah. he's really he knows how to tell a story. And with I mean, he has to get through the exposition part and explain to the audience what's happening, but he does it with such a an economy of words. When, mm-hmm. when the actors really only speak when they have to speak, and uh, you know, he just mostly lets them do their business without having to talk too much mm-hmm. um you you had a chance to look at the script is it is it just this terse on this in the script uh
1: yeah it's just it's exactly the same <laughs> yeah it yeah it,
0: it he he really does um in in this particular minute which uh starts we're back with the uh with the doughboy with his head in the uh, in the bathtub and we're going to finish with uh caper one back on back on the road again um but uh as we're, as we're watching them, he'll, he'll explain, he lets the, he lets the doctors give a little bit of exposition here by saying some people died instantly. Others died, you know, after going quietly nuts so it affect apparently the, this disease or whatever it is, uh, affects people differently. So they've got to That's, that's where they've narrowed down. They've got to find out not only what's killing them, but, uh, why not everybody's dying the same way.
1: I kind of like that uh, going quietly nuts <laughs> way yeah. he puts that. that. That seems like a very pleasant way to to go.
0: Yeah, yeah. If <laughs> you get, you get to choose, you know instead of choose your own adventure, you choose your own way, way out. Yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> Not causing a fuss. You just you just kind of quietly going nuts.
0: Yeah, I, I just keep wondering. In the book, there were a bunch of other people that they found that had uh, that had killed. By the way, Pete, have, have you read the book by any chance? I haven't. No. It's well worth your while. It's very. Okay. It has a lot of, um, I, I think what we call it now is found documents. Mm-hmm. It has a lot of uh, included uh, graphics in it. Where you're spinning through it, you'll see like oh. maps of Piedmont and uh-huh. and explanations of different, uh, you know, di- uh, different things that came out of the Senate committee hearings. Okay. So it, 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 when, it reads kind of like the Warren report when you get to some oh, sections. Oh, that's cool. Of it. That's cool. So uh, and and wise really picked up on this i mean you'll see these in the opening credits a lot of the graphics that you see in the opening credits are from the book so uh it, it, he definitely has uh the the mood of the book uh, uh-huh. captured, captured in the film huh. um, i'm wondering that that old doughboy. he had quite a lighting system in his in it, it, it that that's that's the only thing that, that jumped out a, a little bit <laughs> odd that he had these great klieg lights in in the yeah. bathroom
1: well, that and the, the the color scheme in here is gorgeous. I love this, like the purples and the indigos and the kind of the pale grayish blue. It's, I, I love the color scheme he's got going on. But I was curious if this is a real bathroom or if this is a set.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm guessing it's a set. It looks it, it looks a little too tight. You know, there's no windows, there's no outdoors, so mm-hmm. it's probably a bunch of uh, flats and uh, and they they hung some hung, hung some lamps on it. Um, especially if they wanted to get pictures of, you know, individual scenes of a guy's face, it's kind True. of hard to shoot yeah. out in Shafter. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's, it's, it looks like a, a bathroom at a jazz club. <laughs> <laughs> it does. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, uh, very moody. Yeah. Um, and again, we're getting these, these shocking jump cuts. Uh, we go, we leave the bathroom after, uh, they talk about how not everybody died the same way. Uh, they catch up with uh, the caper one van that we saw back in the first five minutes of the movie. And uh, our young uh, uh, sergeant fall or uh, our young lieutenant falls out. Lieutenant Sean uh, fall falls on the ground and uh, they're, you know, they're dealing with Gosh, here's you know, here's another, another guy dead. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, they knew that this, th- they finally get the what happened to the fate of the air force guys. The, uh, the sergeant, uh, is driving the car and falls across the wheel of that 1959 econoline van um <laughs> that fall out of the
1: door is is a pretty good fall that's uh sort of reminds me of those things where you have to trust your your co-workers and fall into their arms
0: yeah yeah i mean he you know in, in the, the uh mark mark there we go um the the ju- uh, the jump cut there where he he does the fall mm-hmm. and then uh they they jump to the final part of it where he land you know his head lands on the on the ground it's just a perfect jump and that oh so stock sound of when you when you shoot somebody and a body hits the ground that that that's right out of you know whatever the standard universal studios uh <laughs> sound effects in that powf sound it's 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 the uh, the Wilhelm scream of of hitting the ground <laughs> um uh, but yeah just a just a beautiful a beautiful tumble there yeah um and there's again these these cut 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 things where he's they've told the story of this is what happens to the co-pilot and now we're going to get back to the pilot side, um and seeing you know seeing the, the fellow laying across the uh, the steering wheel we get another clue as to how this what's the mechanism of death here, mm-hmm. and uh, they're they're looking at uh, not very I, I I don't think it's a very um, it doesn't sell well that 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 cut that he has on his head. I understand what they're yeah, trying, yeah. I agree. They're they're trying to talk, but you can, especially on this high definition, <laughs> the, you know, <laughs> on a Blu-ray, it really looks bad. It just looks like they painted uh, painted lines on his head. Um,
1: I have to say though, as uh, as somebody who who really doesn't like the sight of blood, this is the kind of a movie I like. Like kind of like the, one of the reasons I like Dunkirk so much. I think is like a war movie without blood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah,
0: this is this is as bloodless as it gets. Yeah, yeah. Um, I kind of the another thing that a little bugs me on on this movie, at least for the second the second unit, is they don't really handle daylight continuity very well. Mm. The uh, the scene with uh, you know they're examine they examine the, uh, the the airman's head and then and it looks like it's midday mm-hmm. and then when you go to the outdoor shot it looks like it's very late afternoon mm. and there's lots more clouds in the sky yeah. than there were yeah. like a moment ago yeah it's um, a lot colder too yeah yeah and uh it doesn't doesn't feel like the same day but mm-hmm. i guess the weirdness you know you can you can offer it up because it's not the weirdness doesn't help but uh, that uh that giant uh appliance that is on the arm of the guy who was getting chewed by vultures that doesn't bother you at all Pete. is that you're okay with that
1: yeah i'm not crazy about it but it's better than if they were you know red blood oozing out of it
0: yeah it to me it's look more it looks more like a uh kind of a star trek wound it does, <laughs> it, does. it looks exactly like that <laughs> yeah I, i'm i'm impressed by the number of Taxidermied animals they have in this movie. There's so many <laughs> vultures and cats and you know yeah. stuff we're seeing around. And yeah. we're gonna get you know we're gonna get into more animals as the as the, as the show progresses. But I'm just and it's all you know, AS, ASPCA approved. But I I know somewhere out in in Hollywood there's you know there's a giant warehouse full of dead animals that that you can use in your you know th- this <laughs> this bird may have appeared in a Hitchcock movie too. You know so it's it, it's it's weird thinking about how much you know that there's this is a business in Hollywood that you can provide yeah, prop, yeah. prop animals for anybody.
1: Do you know what kind of bird this is? Uh, is it, I, a cr-
0: it? looks kind of like a crow, but I think I don't know if crows uh, eat people. I thought it was. Uh, they're supposed to be buzzards, but okay. You can't, there's no really really good view of a head, hmm. um, unless that's the head up by the elbow. If you look toward around like second forty forty one. Um, oh yeah. I think it has kind of a kind of a a buzzard look to it. Um, I'm assuming turkey buzzard. It's mm. the, the, from the shape of the wings, um, mm. but that's but all I'm familiar with is turkey buzzard. So I, just, <laughs> yeah, everything looks like a yeah, nail kind of, <laughs> you know. Um But I just I enjoy every every setup in this in this uh, in this movie seems to be very well thought out. You see uh, the image where they're they're looking at the arm, and they cut back to Hall and Stone, and this is obviously they're what they're both thinking is that. Uh, you know, they're they're both taking in this knowledge that the blood isn't working like they thought it would. Mm-hmm. And they don't really need to say anything about that. They just, they give you a second or two seeing that they're pondering it, but their, their image on the screen, it uses, it's so not a television image, especially at this time, you know, a four by three television image, you're mm-hmm. using every bit of that Panavision.
1: Yeah, um, yeah.
0: And uh, it's, I think that was a gamble for I mean, I guess Wise knew that they would be doing pan and scans of his show, but I'm not. You know, it's like you really can't pan and scan this image. You'd have to pick on either Hall or Stone. I think you're right. Yeah, and, and then you'd be uh,
1: completely off center too for the image.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. It it just would be a, a cutaway and and just bizarrely framed. Um, one thing I haven't been able to find out. Uh, Lucas talked about filming uh, Star Wars for he he always had the four by three. In the middle of his screen and even though huh. he would make he would make it widescreen, he always had to consider that it was going to be shown on television so he tried to keep a lot of the action toward the middle of the screen oh that's interesting uh, i hadn't heard um that. i i just i don't know with you know, spielberg I've, try, I've tried to find out some some ideas about how they viewed it and it, you know as far as i could tell the only thing they've ever talked about is how they wanted it shown in its original format mm-hmm. um but it, they had i mean Spielberg was working for Universal at the same time Robert Wise was working for Universal and they had to have been given directives from on high saying, look, we're going to be showing this on TV. So keep that in mind when you're doing it. And I would assume that just as professionals, they would have to think about that. Mm-hmm. But That's I, interesting. Don't, I don't think I've ever thought of that. But, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. And, and this this movie was edited by a fellow who. He, most of his work was done for like gun smoking. You know, he was, he mostly mm. worked on television shows. So it's edited like a TV show. Um, but I can't, I can't imagine somebody telling you, yeah, we're gonna, you know, we know you have this entire canvas to use, but uh, if you could try to keep it in the middle of the <laughs> screen as much as possible, we'd appreciate that because it's a lot less work. Um, what
1: would it be like editing? Cause didn't, didn't Robert Wise edit Citizen Kane? <laughs> yeah what yeah. would it be like edited like oh, I'm gonna be the editor for <laughs> for this yeah. guy yeah it's like <laughs> it, 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 can you
0: imagine the notes that he gives it's like yeah I want you to to do this I need thirty five frames of this and eighteen frames of that and ah and, and he obviously i mean he had a he had a, a first assistant director, but he obviously did a lot of coverage just so that his editor would have something that he could cut away to mm-hmm and maybe even a little bit more. There's there's one scene in here where we get this kind of. Uh, uh, it doesn't seem to have a reason to be in it. We cut from the scene with uh, Hall and Stone regarding the uh, the bloodless uh, uh, wounds on, on the on the corpse. We go to a scene of Roy's Friendly Service, which is a, a gas station <laughs> in, the, in the scene, and uh, you know there's all these dead people laying around. Uh, but I get the feeling that this is trying to tell us that. Uh, you know they once they got into you know they got the bodies out and they got into caper one this is where they went to fill up at the gas station there was a gas station in town this is where they got the gas hmm. because because the last time i mean if if you think about it the uh you know caper one had been running all night and uh until the gas ran out because something was powering the 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 radar and all that so they oh yeah. Had a, yeah so they're you could you could have a you know have a have a minute long scene here of them pushing Caper One to a gas station. Oh yeah, or, yeah. Or them going to pump gas and filling up a tank and going over and filling right. up the you know. But but that's not necessary. But they, you know, instead he he kind of leaves the silent moment here. Of here's a gas station. The doctors obviously know where the gas station is, so they could figure out how. Or nobody's cut off the electricity, so they can still run the pumps. Mm-hmm. So that might be the shorthand here, but it's still kind of. You know, it's just here's a scene of you know some kind of. I mean, it's Michael Crichton, but it feels like Stephen King. You're, you
1: feel, yeah. Well, the, it almost looks like the lady has a gun in her hand with her arm sticking out of the out of the. Like she just yeah, shot everybody. Yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know what what it is that she's carrying there. It's just this weird. Or does she, does she have her hand in a sock? I can't. Yeah.
1: I, oh yeah, I don't know. Very or, peculiar. Yeah.
0: Um. And I guess that's Roy in front of the in front of the Buick. <laughs> um. What do you know what you,
1: do you know what the uh, there's like a a big red pump with big wheels back against the the building is that a, for oil or do you know what's Yeah what that yeah that, for?
0: that that would be where you put the 30 weight that's a, that's an oh, oil okay. you you fill that up and then go over and put a big uh, funnel in the uh uh in, you know in your in your car hmm. um it's really yeah it's weird seeing the old mobile gas uh, style pumps before uh, they they switched to the Raymond Lowy ones about this same year I think about 71 they switched to a uh, the, uh, the Raymond Lowy style, I, I guess they had them on the West Coast. Um, they they, were, looked like, uh, they looked like cylinders. They were, they were hmm. like a silver cylinder with a white top. And that's as Mobil uh, began to replace, um, Mobil used to be uh, Standard Oil Company of New York. And then, uh, then they became Mobil Gas and then Mobil. And, uh, as they were trying to get a unanimity of form, they started building standardized stations similar to the way Texaco did in the late thirties okay uh, and uh this was kind of the the just before times this is like in the in the mid sixties they had come with, up with these mobile gas pumps that you're seeing huh. on there but uh yeah, but very small town, i mean you've got that big ice chest with the uh yeah with the coca cola there, yeah, uh, that's very familiar, yeah, and uh yeah, it's just i mean long you know days gone by this was uh the and the idea of doing work right at the pump that you know mm-hmm. yeah it's yeah. Scream at you now if you did if you opened your hood in front of a in front of the gas pump i um, like the
1: little story like the, the neighborhood kid he's so bored he's watching watching roy work on the car
0: yeah yeah stopped over with his uh banana seat bike that big <laughs> schwinn oh what a beautiful car i didn't i didn't have a bike like that but i always wanted a bike like that it was uh, <laughs> That was the thing to have, and that, yeah, so that <laughs> the kid had high status in that particular town because the having the banana seat with the um, with the suicide bars on the front, and uh, oh, boy, well, <laughs> <laughs> very. And we're starting to get there's a as we're getting into the town, the view of the town we've we saw it from the helicopter, and obviously the centerpiece is the church. So this, if you think of if you think of the church as the southern uh, trying to figure out uh using using the the church as a compass uh figure the church is in the southern part of the town okay and the uh now roy's friendly service is in the northeast corner of the town Hmm. um and uh and the church being at the south center part of town so as we go on in the next uh, in this minute and in the next minute we'll we'll start seeing some uh regular um there there's kind of landmarks one is the uh, the pink uh Chevy Bel Air that's parked next to the church it's to the it's to the west of the church uh-huh and uh and so it, it's a very once you start noticing where the different <laughs> landmarks are it's a very tiny town there's only about you know maybe four or five buildings so uh so we'll be we'll be driving around and and seeing this shortly do you know um, if it was
1: a ghost town in 1970 when they filmed it or is it
0: yeah yes it's it's okay. been a ghost it's been a ghost town since the 40s which oh, wow. isn't which isn't to say that people haven't lived in the ghost town Mm -hmm. it's just but Mm -hmm. it just wasn't anywhere near what they had you know like at the time in in the 70s when they were filming this uh mostly it was i think it was a single family that lived there and they had you know like junker cars and stuff like that but not that much was out there there was a church the church is still active there Hmm. um i can't find a i tried to find a phone number for them they don't seem to have a phone number but there is a a church someone in town operates it and uh do you think, think
1: Roy's was a a real place, or do you think they, this is all a, a, I, like they I, added all this on for the movie? I
0: I think this was an add-on. I mm. don't. You know, there's um, it doesn't seem to have enough to support it. The, the Shafter Ghost Town is is really just a couple of buildings, and mm. uh, it it doesn't seem to be uh, much of anything. I think it was just dre- mostly dressed up uh-huh. for. Uh, you've you've seen this in other movies where they they dress up. Uh, they dress up kind of you know derelict places and right. make it look like like there's living. Right. Um, one of the um, uh, I, I used to live I used to live in Massachusetts, and right right on the border with um, uh, Rhode Island. There was a, a, a town called Woonsocket, Woonsocket, Rhode Island. And um, uh, in in Woonsocket, they filmed a, a movie called Hachi. I don't know if you have you ever seen the Richard no. Gere movie Hachi. Okay. No. Uh, it was based on a, on a story, uh, Richard Gere would, was this professor, and he would go to, uh, he would go into work at a college, and uh, uh, his dog Hachi used to wait for him uh, in front of the station, and one day he died, and he didn't come back, and Hachi would, you know, sit there by the, by the train station, so anyway, yeah. they were they, they were filming, they, they filmed this thing in the town of Woonsocket, and Woonsocket is a dying old mill town, there's uh, they don't even have a, the, the their last super the Walmart moved out that's how bad it is there, <laughs> there's there's no Walmart they they, uh, they had a Lowe's that it's all gone it's just kind of uh-huh. blown away um, but the uh, the company that was making the movie uh, this movie Hachi they used their uh, old train station that's on the Worcester and Providence Railroad they brought in uh, a passenger train and they filmed Richard Gere getting on the passenger train and the street they have an abandoned main street which was mostly soaped up windows and you know uh karate schools and tax prep kind of places so you know, not not a lot of things so uh what the uh uh the, the production company did was they went down the main street and they built all new signs they put uh geraniums in you know flower boxes and, and built up the whole town and filmed for about a month they filmed this movie hot chat i was watching them them film the thing and they were interviewing people who lived in the town and the people in town said yeah it would be great if we if we could get our town back like like this this is a great looking town you know, and Then, of course the movie ended and they took all the signs down it was back to you know domino's pizza and, and karate <laughs> schools um and it's like well yeah the, the problem with doing that is you need a you need an economy that can support it and if there isn't any you're not going to have you're not going to have this beautiful town but uh in watching them film hachi i suddenly realized gee yeah a lot of these a lot of these shows when you see you know it, it's it, all you need to do is get a coat of paint and a, yeah <laughs> and and right you know drop in some props like a like a prop gas tank um and all of a sudden you've got a you've got a town and it only it only has to be a town for 15 seconds in the movie yeah
1: so it was uh, interesting yeah. though, when they were uh filming the movie zodiac here um i remember walking around because they had in uh, the castro neighborhood right across from the castro theater they had that whole block of Castro Street, they had redone all the buildings to look like it was uh you know period to period okay, early, yeah, early seventies and um they had they had gone so far with the details that even in the uh one of the shops was at the time a uh a realtor, and in the window of the realtor shop they had you know these gorgeous old Victorian homes that were you know forty five thousand dollars <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's that moment you decide to look for a time machine yeah uh yeah no it, it's just amazing and like you know set designers being able to to go in and just put the put you don't the the biggest way you can change it, it it's similar to when people say the best way you can dress up your house is to make your bed if you if, if you want to change the the mood of a place all you have to do the the principal thing is go out and get old cars mm. and park, park yeah. old cars and people don't notice that you have modern you know, phone booths and things. Cause if you see these old cars, right. your head instantly goes, Oh, they've set the wayback machine to this year or that year. Right. Right. Um, but you know, the difficulty is now with Blu-ray and stuff like that, you need to go in and do the kind of detail level, um, uh, to just, you know, to make it realistic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they did, whoever was the, uh, the set designer, you know, at least the outdoor set for, for this thing did a pretty darn good job of making this town look like it was a happening city. Yeah. Instead of a, yeah. Know, a literal ghost town. Yeah. Um, uh yeah I, I wouldn't mind shopping at Roy's friendly service <laughs> as a whole that whole uh you know desert Mayberry feel um but we uh we end this minute with uh the Conaline van back in back in action with that crazy outsized uh radar <laughs> yep yep <laughs> um but uh, yeah beautiful scene um well anyway uh let's uh let's hold off until uh, the end of the week we can talk some more on uh on on the layout of this town um pete when uh when people can listen to your wonderful show indiana jones minute where can they find you
1: oh thank you uh you can find us uh anywhere you find podcasts um or you can just go directly to indianajonesminute.com and find the link right there
0: and you also have a patreon uh flow field too right
1: yeah which we are actually releasing to everybody right now during the pandemic just trying to provide just a little more entertainment
0: you're doing a good job of it oh thank too. you. <laughs> uh, well, uh, for folks wanting to reach out to us and, and talk some more about this particular minute or any previous minute, we're always available on social media. Find us on Twitter at Andromeda Minute or on, uh, of course, the Facebook at Project Wildfire. Uh, always interested in hearing, hearing how you felt about this movie. Um, but we will be back on Friday to to finish up the week and see where uh, Caper One takes us. Uh, in the meantime, please wash your hands, keep six feet apart, and uh, hopefully we'll all get through this time together without so much gosh <laughs> <laughs> nothing like nothing like what's happening in Piedmont my place um <laughs> but anyway we will see you here on friday on the andromeda minute very flattering we don't know much more than when we got here